0: Welcome back, everyone. The Rumble Over the Thunder podcast returns. This time, we have some racing to talk about. Thankfully, uh, at times, it didn't look so good that we were going to be racing. Mother Nature decided to uh, douse us here at about 5.30, but the skies cleared in time. We got the racing in, and it was a good night here at WIR for the Blue Race. My name is Matt Pannier, The Voice, of Wisconsin International Raceway, Andy, Monday, how are you, Andy?
1: I'm here, and I'm talking louder because yeah. Dan told me that he got some feedback that I'm not too I'm too soft over here. So. You remind me if that I sound like I'm shouting. It's because <laughs> Dan told me I need to talk louder.
0: You remind me of that meme <laughs> loud noises. <laughs> All right, and Dan's strong here as well. Dan, uh, I think Andy was doing a little overkill there. Yeah, just a little. Just a, just, just a touch. Just a smidge. It's All okay. Right, I'll Andy. go
1: back to being like
0: you, I'm you're sorry, fine. You, you sound like the NPR people. <laughs> And tonight, we have the Chili Cook-Off at... You ever hear those people? Uh, Am I the, I'm, yeah, I'm the only I one. Mind. I'm the only one. Okay, fine. Yeah. Okay, good to hear my contributions to the NPR are making a difference.
1: Yeah, it was a little sketch tonight with the weather, just to start with that. I mean, everybody's looking at radar, watching it. I know the officials, uh, the officers of the club and stuff, they were concerned because we had the rain out last week. Now we got two sponsors mm-hmm. crammed into the v- pavilion. They're trying to make food. They're trying to do everything. The weatherman's saying it's 80% chance of rain, but they really kind of stuck it out, so you got to give them credit for committing to it, trying to help the sponsor out. Um, Yeah, we didn't get as many practice laps as we wanted tonight. Qualifying got pushed back, all those sorts of things. But regardless, the show got in, the fans got to see the show, the sponsor got their nights in. So all those people that go on social media and bash the club for canceling too early or not canceling, They made the right call tonight, and it was a tricky call to make because we got blasted at about 5 o'clock. Tomorrow. Yeah, it was oh. terrible. I was driving here at 5
0: o'clock, and uh, it was just a straight downpour, and I thought, oh, my goodness. Uh, you know, I knew what the plan was to try to hold out, and I saw that it was going to clear about six thirty, seven o'clock, or at least that's what the forecast was for, and I thought, geez, you know, maybe this just is too much. But, yeah, kudos to the club. Kudos to the drivers as well for coming on out and drawing the track. I know you guys don't like to do that, but I, that – it's important
1: yeah it's it's part of the deal i mean you put your practice tires on you go out and you do it you know you just kind of got to watch your temperatures because you're not up to speed as your car can start overheating and you know i can tell you we went to change a a spring on our car before the feature and uh just the whole underside is just a mess from Mm -hmm. drying the track so it makes a mess of things underneath but I mean, half hour later with some uh, degreaser and a towel, it'll all be shined back up for next week. So Yeah, as long as everybody does it, right? Yeah. And the one thing we got to remember, too, is we're all looking at the radar all day. We all want to go racing. But even if it is raining or it looks like it's going to rain at 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, we don't race until quarter to 7. Right. So I think we lose sight of that sometimes. Like, why am I driving to the racetrack? It's pouring out. What is going on? I get here at 315, 330 most weeks there's still three hours before exactly. we actually need yep. to race. So yep. I think the plan worked out well. We didn't get the practice in. You know, we're lucky we got qualifying in. I think they mm-hmm. were planning on maybe doing that by average time and what the format is for that as well. But we got the laps in, we got the whole race in, and here we are sitting here at, what, 1230, and it still hasn't rained again. So Yeah, perfect.
0: Yeah. And I know I was uh, I, I was guilty of watching the radar all day. Yeah. Last night I took the red-eye home from L.A., uh, this this is kind of the tradition that I'll do every once in a while, and I, I hope the bosses aren't listening, but this is one of my favorite things. Matt has a
1: private jet. <laughs> <that took the laughs> no, 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 no,
0: no, 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 no. What are you doing in L.A.? Zone three of Delta is what I get. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thankfully not the middle seat. Uh, I was out there for work. I had to go out there for a meeting uh, just quickly out Tuesday, came back last night, and it was always something I used to do when I was uh, flying out there for my old sales job and coming here on Thursdays is I would fly to Milwaukee, take the red eye back so I could come home, take a nap, and then come here on Thursday nights. So I, I did that again. I used to do that about three four years ago, and I could stand it a little better. But now that I'm older and a little bit grayer, like I woke up at 3 o'clock from my nap today, and I was like, rain, just rain. Just rain. I can't even <laughs> move. I can't even move. But, no, I was watching the radar, on, you know, on the flights on the way through, and I'm thinking, all right, looks good. Going to clear out. Let's hope because I wanted to see some racing today. So glad it happened. You were in glad
1: L.A., so I got to
0: ask you: Yes, did
1: you see any eye candy out there? uh I, that's been L.A. No is current. a L.A. is a good area. I, I took. Was you know, there a white Ford Bronco going like ninety down the interstate? No, of or anything? no, but there
0: was a white Ford, whatever the hell I was in for a rental car, going about ninety five down the four hundred five on the way to LAX yesterday. <laughs> I wasn't late. But it's just something you can do there. So uh, I would suggest anybody, if you ever go out to That had to be on the 5 then. No, it was
1: on the 405.
0: 405. 405 from Long Beach up to go to LAX. Uh, You guys can get away with it at like 10 o'clock at night.
1: We were on the 5 a few years ago. We were out there for a Packer Chargers game. And it is like literally eight lanes each direction and everybody is literally going as fast as we go out here on Thursday nights. It's basically it's you're, just a racetrack.
0: You're racing from one traffic jam to the next is basically what you're doing. I remember the that's, video that's game that's you play I've
1: in learned. the arcade, The Cruisin' USA, uh-huh. and that would be actually like you were driving through oh, yeah. the tunnels, and it's just crazy out it's, there.
0: It's a lot of fun out there. The first time, it's a bit of a culture shock. Now, how did you feel the first time a motorcycle drove right down the line <laughs> in between you and another car?
1: Freaked me out. No helmet, ape hangers, just letter two. And
0: so loud, too. Like, they're so. California is such a weird state like that. They're so <laughs> stingy on get your car checked, let's be peaceful to the earth, and blah, blah, blah. I guess you can figure out which way I vote. But anyway. Well, at least it, they're the closest to North Korea that maybe and we have to worry a, you about. you get a motorcycle right that just goes past you, and it's like, wah! Okay, so noise pollution apparently not a thing. But everybody's got to go get their damn catalytic converter checked every two months. But yeah, this motorcycle can just come blasting past you, you know, louder than a jet engine. That's Cali life. I Oh, man. And then everything is pay for this to park here. And golly, how is that state broke? How is that state broke? Don't I don't do they get even it.
2: have to pay for their plastic bags or something like that? Is I can that tell you, you there were a I lot of
0: people point. I saw that paid for plastic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I saw, <laughs> <So they> saw <laughs> a few botched plastic surgeries on my way through there. Those were non-original
1: parts on that? Oh, my, well...
0: It was uh, it was an interesting trip. We went out there, you know, for Circle Track to do a little talking about what we're going to do to uh, to improve our product, and of course the Hot Rod Networks, the whole big shebang. bang there, really neat office. We got a whole bunch of like project cars, and have you ever seen Roadkill? Have you heard of Roadkill before? Mm-hmm. I have not. Uh, so we got project cars and all kinds of crazy stuff there in the office, and it's super laid back. Uh, everybody's wearing shorts and t shirts and things like that, so it's uh, it's a good time. It's a good, nice little environment. Just to go out there for a couple of days. Yeah, absolutely. Chill out. No, but racetrack. you had to get back for racing. No racetracks there. That's the problem. As you know, L.A. is starting to grow on me a little bit more. How no far racetracks. is like Irwindale? Well, did you hear the news? Irwindale's closing. Yeah, they're they they the have, have set they have set the final closing date of January thirty first. That's too bad. It is super nice facility. I drove there once just to go check it out. It was like on a Tuesday afternoon or something. Uh, just beautiful yeah when they built
1: that place place. that was going to be like your mecca of short track racing you had the it's up the nascar elite remax Mm -hmm. series whatever it was at the time they would bring in all the top 10 and points from different divisions and they'd have like an all-star race out there you know i remember ron breeze and steve carlson and jeremy leepak would go out there for that event and it's just sad that now that's just going to be developed and shopping mall
0: else, yeah. shopping mall apparently uh, that's how you make like a bandit there. real estate you sell off whatever you got mall buy it land is at a premium there so well
1: to segue from your interview last week with roger it doesn't sound like this is going to be a shopping mall thank god soon. right so we're good no, to go here perfect
0: well let's get into what happened here tonight at the place where there hopefully never will be a shopping mall but always a racetrack uh, of course, we had the blue race this evening, and Andy Monday. my goodness, Ty Majeski I'm glad you let him win. Tell yeah. me what you told me on the way up here, Andy.
3: Tell you me know, what you
1: told me. I thought we had a better car than Ty. We were really fast and then I you know I got next to him on those restarts, but then I just remembered, you know, last week on the podcast, Dan picked Kendall and Matt picked Maxwell, and I'm pretty sure I picked the 91. So if I just ride in second here and let him win, I'm going to win the podcast pick for the 3 weeks in a row. So that's what I did. So now you owe me more donuts than I'm ever going to be able to eat. I'm so glad it makes
0: me happy in my heart to know <laughs> that your pride in this podcast and donuts are worth more than a blue race win. <laughs> Forget all the history, it's about donuts and <laughs> podcast pride. That's what pride. it's about. So tie Ty was so fast wasn't he Ty was on my rails. god <laughs> yeah he was on
1: rails and you know he was uh, all joking aside um you know he was fast he started i want to say 14th because of the white race win he did yep and next thing you know he's in the top 5 left and right taking lead the lead i lapped 10 yep he lap was gone 10. you know we had a couple of restarts there where he took the outside i took the inside and i did what i could just to hang with him on the restart we made a little contact in one and two uh, when I kind of overdrove the corner just to hang with him, but he had me well cleared and he was on cruise control the rest of the race. He qualified well, had fast time tonight by over a tenth, so that thing was uh, pretty hooked up. Yeah, it and was that breaks his drought of five, five yeah, races. Right. Oh that my Because he, <laughs> he missed out a lacrosse last week too.
0: Yeah, that's right. He did. Mm-hmm. He did. So uh, congratulations to Ty. I mean, the class of the white race, the class of the blue race. Um, well, it sure would have been interesting to see what happened if he would have made her here for the red race.
1: Yeah, with the way everything folded mm-hmm. out. I mean, I'm sure he would have qualified well enough to make the dash, so he would have picked up probably that red, white, and blue championship. But uh, we have a different winner, a guy who a very was... A deserving one. Yeah, very consistent throughout the series. Uh, Bobby Kendall finished third tonight. Um, had fast time, I believe, the red and the white race. Yep, and then second fast today. Yeah, and second fastest, so nice job to him. They, he had a faster car than me. I talked to... I didn't get a chance to talk to Bobby, but I talked to Jeff, um, his dad after the race and, um, they were faster than we were running in second and he caught me. Um, but then he kind of just backed off and left it at a car length, two car lengths. You know, he knew what he needed to do to secure his first red, white, and blue championship. And he was very smart about it and, um, had a great run. Kyle Kelmis um, Mm -hmm. also had a good run. He finished second overall, um, for the, uh, red, white, and blue. So hats off to him. That's the first time he's placed in the top three. Yeah. I was able to talk to him afterwards. They were pretty excited. And then old Bennett finishes third, uh, and we
0: had a little chance to catch up with our 2017 Red, White, and Blue State champion, Bobby Kendall. Here's what he had to say. Bobby Kendall wins the Red, White, and Blue State championship here in the super late models, joining the likes of Joe Shear, Nick Trickle, Robbie Reiser, Matt Kenseth. Bobby, how does it feel to put your name up on that
4: board? Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, all them guys are all – I mean, they all pretty much made it big. And uh, to be put my name in with them, that's pretty cool. I mean, people look back and see, see my name in with uh, all them guys. Uh, that's just that's pretty cool.
0: You've been running here now, what, I think about seven years. It's been a little while. You've got a lot of races under your belt. Uh, what has it, it taken to get to this point?
4: Uh, just to keep after it every week. Uh, we've been trying to get a championship here for, you know, like you said, over five years. And uh, we've come close. I mean, we've been leading and then had a couple bad weeks and uh, just falling short every year. And uh, it started off rough this year and regrouped, came back, and to get this championship, that means uh, quite a bit. Uh, We're kind of out of the the weekly standings, but uh, we'll just give it a run here in the next couple weeks. When you take a look and you break it down,
0: that fast time at the red race was really important because those points ended up counting before the feature got washed out. The qualifying efforts for you have been really good. Is that something you and your team have
4: emphasized? Uh, yeah, we always. I mean, we always go out there and to get go as fast as we can, try to get fast time every time. So uh, it just worked out in our favor. But uh, sometimes it pays off to have fast time. You know, so you start back in the field. But uh, you know, nights like that, it pays off. I know you had a little adversity here for the Dixieland.
0: You had to go back and get that other car. Uh, is that the one that you've been using here now? The one that
4: you came back with? Yeah, we started out and we were bringing our other car, uh, had some motor problems, so we went back and got our weekly car uh, and, you know, no practice and had to start in the back of the semi and were able to make it in on uh, and win that. So, uh, yeah, it, it ended up working out pretty good. We were pretty happy with the finish there. I think we ended up ninth. So. You know, your dad's got a few championships
0: under his belt. So now you got one over him. He doesn't have red, white, and blue championship. You're gonna you're gonna rib Jeff a little bit.
4: Let him know about this. Yeah, I might have to there. <laughs> uh, like I said, we've been trying for quite a long time, so this feels pretty good. And I think the crew and uh, everyone it was well deserved, and uh, we're pretty happy with it. What was the strategy
0: going into tonight? Because I, I kind of noticed that there were times where maybe you could have attempted to take second away from Andy Monday, but it looked like maybe you were just kind of playing it cool. Was that going through your head tonight to just make sure that the red, white, and blue title was locked up?
4: Yeah, I knew uh, if we came in here and you know had a good qualifying effort, we were trying for fast time there, but uh, unfortunately we fell a little short to tie, which is it's always tough to beat him. But uh, uh, we just you know, came in. Uh, we had a good qualifying effort, like I said, and, and uh, just played smart in the feature, uh, stayed out of trouble, and uh, that's what we did there at the end. I could have maybe pushed a little bit harder and got got to second, but uh, uh, we settled the third and took the championship, so uh, uh, we're pretty happy with it. And now you can come back and run for a few feature wins before the year's up, right? Yeah, that'll be the plan here. We've been running good and uh, been running up front, but just fell a couple cars short here, so uh, next couple weeks we'll work harder and uh, hopefully come away with a win. So that is Bobby
0: Kendall, the 2017 red, white, and blue state champion. And Andy, I know this is one that a lot of guys chase. And, you know, somebody from the outside might take a look at it and be like, oh, three races, wow, big deal. But it is so grueling. And there's all the weeks in between that you're still racing here. This is not an easy championship to win.
1: No, it's really not, because you have to be on your game qualifying, you got to place well in the dash, and then you have to find a way to finish in the top three or top five in all the features. If you have one one night where you miss the dash or you get a flat tire in the feature, you can just consider yourself eliminated because it's so competitive and how it is, and um, hats off to the 11 team just being consistent throughout to secure that. Um, that's their first championship here at WIR. I know they're, they've been really close to winning the Thursday Mm -hmm. overall title. Um, and that car has been hooked up probably the last, I want to say six, seven weeks. Um, they've been really fast. So well-deserved. Um, we talked about all the challenges they went through at the Dixieland the weeks before that with the whole black flag, three wide situation. So this is a well-deserved, uh, thing for the Kendall team for sure
0: and I told Bobby oh Bobby I remember watching you race late models when you were 14 year old kid at the (laughs) Dells back in 2010 (laughs) 2011 but uh, congratulations to him congratulations to that whole team very well deserved and very good to see how far they've come since they started racing here uh back a few seasons ago uh with that being said you know Bobby Kendall was a former rookie of the year in the division speaking of rookies gosh you know I, I don't like calling these guys rookies because I've watched them race for so long. But we had co champions in the late models for the Red White and Blue, both rookies, guys that are contending for the Thursday night championship. Jesse Bernhagen and Travis Rodewald split the championship. Take Go a figure. share. Take a <laughs> share of the title.
1: Go figure. You know the bernhagen have been qualifying well. Rodewald I think has won three features if mm. i'm not mistaken This I, I year, i think at least two somewhere sure. two or three yeah. in that range so and they were both driving the wheels off the thing tonight you could tell they were uh doing what they could to catch up to what a race that the 32 was car. Did you get to watch any of that Andy? a little bit uh, my goodness there was uh there was a couple red flags a couple yellow flags so kind of got extended there a little bit so some cars got tore up in the end and um but hats off to those guys uh, In case you didn't
0: catch it, Mike Meyerhofer was doing his darndest to, uh, I guess you could say, play some defense against <laughs> Jesse Bernhagen, especially down the backstretch. Jesse kind of alluded to it a little bit during the uh, interview, but hey, hats off to Meyerhofer for trying to hold on all he could. Hats off to Jesse for uh, not causing a conundrum, and Travis Rodewald was kind of sitting back there waiting in third. Uh, so Jesse ends up winning with the last lap pass on Meyerhofer, which... Man, that was, that was
1: so much fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, great race. Um, you know, was, um, Again, we've talked about this numerous times on the podcast. You kind of have five, six, mm-hmm. seven really strong cars in that class that can win any given week, and it's really uh, comes down to who makes the moves early, who gets the track position. And um, it's no surprise with how the season's gone for those two guys to come out on top and end up tied for the championship. It might even happen for the overall Thursday one, because they got to be neck and neck on that one. Yeah. And you
0: know what? Uh, They kind of talked about that a little bit when I caught up with them. So let's first hear from our feature winner tonight and co-red, white and blue champion, Jesse Bernhagen. Jesse Bernhagen wins a very exciting late model race here tonight. And it ends up taking you to a red, white and
5: blue championship as well. Jesse, just first off, tell me about the race with Meyerhofer. Um, It was, it was intense. Uh, we, uh, we've won two blue races now and I've, I figured out that we won them both on the last lap um, I, we got a lot of good runs coming off the hill on two and I could always get underneath them um, and then he <clears throat> he'd make it tough on me going into three and finally on the last lap he uh, he just got a little squirrely going into three and it opened up the bottom uh, just enough I think I, might, I think my left left sides were in the dirt coming coming out of four and um, hung on to it and that was that. Yeah, you had to be really patient, not only in
0: battling for the lead, but also with all the cautions and things. What was going on uh, in your head through all
5: of that? Uh, the cautions, the the first one, when we were running like sixth or something, um, I thought that we were going to have to go to the the outside and be running on the cone. We'd wind up like sixth. Uh, it turned out that we, uh, when the 27 car went to the bottom, we wound up fourth, and I was pretty surprised. Uh, and that helped us out a lot. Um, and then the... Once the race kind of wore on, we, I think we started outside of Meyerhofer once on the outside. I got a good jump, uh, but then the car was too tight off of four. We almost, almost knocked over the wall coming out of four. Um, but then after that, <clears throat> we went down to the single-file restarts, and that made me a lot happier because then I, I wasn't as pressured to take the outside, and then I could hold off Travis on the, out, on the, on the restarts and things like that. So it ends up being
0: a share of the red, white, and blue championship. How does that feel for you? Are you Okay with it, or would you rather have it outright by yourself? I'd
5: rather have it outright. I think anybody would rather have it outright. But if you're gonna, I'd rather have a share of it than I than none of it. Um, I guess it's it probably feels a little bit like the NFL teams when they tie. It, you know, it, it's kind of like yeah, you tied, but you still you still got credit for it. So. Um, I'm happy with it. Uh, I, I, I like racing with Travis, so it, there's nobody else that I'd probably rather share it with. Um, and he's a fast car. We're, we've been fast all year. Uh, it's nice that we're both rookies and doing it that way. Um, first time up here. so. And for you, also racing at the Dells, you know, you,
0: it's kind of you and your dad most of the time as your team. What does it mean for you to pick up this red, white, and blue championship? Uh, it's your first late model championship, if I'm correct.
5: Uh yeah, yeah, it's it'd be our first series championship. A few last uh, in 2015 we won the September Showdown Championship at the Dells, but that's only a one-night deal. Um this would be our first overall championship. Um it means a lot just cuz we're such a small operation. Um when we come to Kakana we bring a crew uh just cuz of how you guys are on the show it's so efficient that we need help to get things done. Um it's a lot of fun to be able to do it, and uh, it it does mean a lot to to come out here and run well and uh, show everybody that you can do it with with less help than what a lot of people do. You still have that rookie of the year title and the overall title to settle here in the next three weeks. What are you thinking about that? Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a, a tight race between me and Travis. You um, say three weeks left, so um, I, I think I have a little bit of a points lead right now. Uh, We'll definitely see what happens. It'll, it'll shake out. We're probably both going to have two good runs and one bad run is what I would guess. And um, hopefully our bad run isn't as bad as his. So Jesse Bernhagen wins the blue race tonight and shares Red,
0: White, and Blue State Championship title. And then his co-champion, Travis Rotowall. Travis Rodewald wins his share of the red, white, and blue state championship. He was the winner of the red race, he ties with Jesse Bernhagen. Uh, Travis, what did you know about the points? Did you know anything? We were watching Jesse battle for the lead with Meyerhofer. You were back there in third. What were you thinking?
6: Well, sitting in third, I honestly was waiting for a wreck to happen because it was quite a, quite a sight to see in front of me. And I was just biding my time hoping the two of them would not wreck, but drift up in the corner and allow me a chance to go through. Um, I knew that with Jesse in front of me, I was either gonna lose the red, white and blue championship or I was gonna tie. Uh, I I really wanted to be one position in front of them. Um, But on the restarts that we had all these many cautions, I wanted to start on the high side, but my car was not good tonight on the high side. So I chose to take the inside lane and that costed me the guaranteed red white and blue championship but I was okay with that because Jesse Bernhagen is a very good guy to race against he's a clean racer, so to take a tie with him is okay in my books
0: and you guys are battling not only for the red white and blue but the rookie of the year and the overall championship but uh, it doesn't seem like you guys have been able to get away from one another this year
6: no we both have strong cars and we both got good talent so um I guarantee the points championship will come down to the last night of racing and there is even the chance that we will be tied for the for the last championship night of the of the year here. So it'll be interesting. Everyone should be coming out to watch the last night the last couple two nights of racing here, three nights of racing. Um it will come down to the last checkered flag.
0: What's been the secret here for you this season? I mean you and Jesse are rookies, you guys aren't supposed to be racing for a championship I mean I'm saying that facetiously
6: obviously because you guys are and you're doing really well how does that happen well we both have got good cars and we both have a lot of time spent on them and I'm not saying other racers don't have a lot of time spent on them but we have good people working on our cars and we have well balanced cars so the cars are there at the end of the race when we need them the most what does it mean for you to pick up that share of the red, white, and blue
0: championship? I mean, you're a guy that's been racing a lot, super stocks, mid American cars, and now you come here in the late model and
6: you get your name into the history books. It means a lot to me. Uh, all the years I've been racing, I traveled with the mid American stock car series for a lot of years, and I'll be honest with you, the mid American stock car series actually taught me a lot. It's a heavy car, a lot of motor and not a lot of handling adjustments. So to be able to wheel one of them when you get into a late model, it seems a little easier. So uh, all my years of racing has taught me how to race an ill-handling car, so when you give me a good handling car, you can do a lot of things.
0: That's Travis Rodewald, the co-late model 2017 red, white, and blue state Champion. So there they are, the co-champions of the Red Wine Blue State Championship Series in the late models, Jesse Bernhagen and Travis Rodewald. Andy, I think one thing I really noticed that was interesting about what both of them had to say, I don't think Travis really outright said it, but Jesse did. He says with three weeks left here, he figures both of them are going to have two good nights, one of them are going to have one bad night. Travis kind of mentioned that too. And whoever... Has the one bad night that isn't as bad as the other, it's probably going to be the one that takes them the championship.
1: Yeah, and that's really what it comes down to. We got three weeks left. Um, it's really going to be, again, does somebody have a motor issue, a mechanical mm-hmm. problem? Does someone get a flat tire? Does someone, because they've been both qualifying so well, you know, you start 9th, 10th, 12th in these races, and maybe on lap two or three, you get a couple guys racing for third that get together and the track's blocked, and one of them gets in an accident. So um, we've seen it numerous times come down to the final weeks in the super late division and the late model division. Um, it's really going to come down to staying out of trouble. You know, keep doing what they're doing, qualifying well, and working their way to the front. And well, I think we're going to be in for show come the last Thursday night because I think they're still going to be all right, pretty tight there. And
0: also, if one or both of them kind of flips that script and it goes from one bad night to two bad nights now you're talking about Brian is still in there Eddie Munster is still part I think brazen Bennett really took a pretty bad hit tonight when he had that wreck unfortunate for brazen and he's been he's just been out of luck here the last couple of weeks really don't like to see that for him um, and then Meyerhoffer I mean he's still stayed up in the top three tonight, so he's still kind of alive, yeah, too. Yeah, Meyerhofer's
1: I mean, has been strong. He won last week and yeah, um, for it, a good run tonight as I, well. I still,
0: I, I still am going to go to bat with a theory that there's going to be three guys that are going to be eligible for the championship on that last night, and it may even be four or five.
1: Yeah, and that'll make it fun. Like I said, it's it's going to come down to it's the whole night. It's not just mm-hmm. who wins on the last night. You know, Bernhagen's been qualifying well. Roda has been maybe finishing better in the features. However it all plays out. Um, whoever is kind of the most consistent and can earn those points the last night, um, it'll be fun to watch.
0: Yeah, definitely looking forward to the last three weeks there on the late models to try to figure out who ends up where. By the way, it, it, it's kind of going to be an afterthought too, but even if Bernhagen and Rodewald somehow slip out of that top spot, they're still battling
1: for rookie of the year with each other as well. Here's a question that Let's maybe hear. we don't know the answer to, but what if they end up tying – on the final Thursday night, does it come down to arm wrestling? total wins arm by wrestling. the bylaws? I think we'll have to check into that. I think there might be like, I'm thinking like how NASCAR, of the mm-hmm. year Tony Stewart and Carl Edwards tied, and then Stewart inevitably got the championship because he had more wins. I wonder if there is a tiebreaker or we just leave it as co-champions. So yeah, we'll have I, to look into that we'll, as it gets closer we'll, we'll dig
0: deep into the Fox River Racing Club book and hopefully find I don't know it.
1: if it's ever happened before. I know oh. Peontec came within 1.0 yeah, yeah. Bennett yeah, three that was, years ago. that was a close year, yeah. So it could have happened that night, but yeah. Right.
2: Well, if it's not in the books now, it's going to be after this season. Yeah. <laughs> if it happens. Hey, let's write it in or real quick. Or a rain quick. out date. Let's write it in real <laughs> Good, quick, <yeah>. right?
0: <laughs> um. So moving on, we'll go on to the quarter mile, a special race tonight for the quarter mile. It was supposed to be last week, but with a rain out, the stand the Man race ends up being tonight. Uh, we had some extra super stocks coming in. Dylan Wenzel ends up winning it. Uh, this is this is becoming a good mainstay. Uh, I mean, you remember watching Stan? I remember, even I remember Stan. He was kind of in the twilight of his career when I was watching him. But you are talking about all the Gracie and Beatties and all Vaneroys. of that, and Van Roy's and everybody that's kind of tied into that. You know, mm-hmm. that history of the quarter mile and you know, Stan the Man. I want to propose this to you, Andy. You know Slinger's got that Hall of Fame? Mm -hmm. Let's bring this up on the podcast right now. I think WIR should start a Hall of Fame, and my first nominee is going to be Stan the
1: Man. That's not a bad choice. And the Hall of Fame thing has been talked about in off-season meetings the last couple years. I know uh, Lowell Bennett is very much in favor of trying to get something started with that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that needs to happen sooner than later. I think so, too. So, yeah, let's uh, let's. Let's put a little feeler out there yeah, for all the podcast, people listening. Podcast people. How what do you should think? we get the ball yeah. rolling on this? Do we induct three people, five people? Do we do drivers? Do we do owners? Do we do trek owners? I do, think we do anybody do we involved. Do sponsors like a John J. Mayer, yeah, who's in just I, hey. supporting the Fox River Racing Club. <laughs> and for years. as much
0: as he's contributed, yeah. I mean, why not? Why can not get, get, all get everybody involved here? I think so. Like, what about a Roger Van Tolik? Obviously, you got to talk about rock
1: star announcer Matt Painter.
0: Uh, whew, I think I got to be here a little bit longer. Okay. I'm not quite. Nah, we I gotta don't.
1: we gotta put some parameters in. Place, yeah, I though.
0: mean, yeah, maybe retired or something yeah. like that. I don't know, but uh, yeah, but I no, think
1: like Terry Baldry, Scott
0: yeah, Hansen. There are so many names that we can throw out here. Mm-hmm. I mean, but like I said, you know, just kind of going back to where we're at.
1: Stan, the man's got to be Sam. one of those guys. And Jesse, uh, Gracie, Elney Van Roy, she uh, she shared a lot of pictures on Facebook this week leading up to the Stan race, and mm-hmm. it was kind of cool to see those and look at that, you know, he what Tim's Auto Body in Appleton that used to be Stan's, um, just different pictures of stuff, and then obviously with Danny racing out here and yeah. what a character he was. Um, so pretty cool to see all that stuff and see the cars come out for a, for Stans race tonight.
0: Yeah, and kind of unfortunate that that quarter mile uh, it, it turned into a little bit of a war zone during that race, especially you had a few cars spinning into one and two. And
1: was the dirt car here? The dirt yeah.
2: car was here. Again. So there were, like, ran there, out were in the water. there were a couple
0: dirt cars yeah, here. You're did, you to Chaz, make a berm. did you see Chaz? Did you see Chaz lifting the left front off? Perfect. That was really cool.
2: I think I've got a little bit of video of that too. So yeah. People will be able to see that after the fact.
0: That was excellent. But uh, basically what happened is a couple cars went spinning through 1 and 2 and brought water up. So guys were running into 1 and 2, and they run up into the high groove, and they get back down low, uh, which made things pretty interesting. Dylan Wenzel, as we said, comes up with the win. And uh, because one of those nights that Dill ended up on the wrong side of a technical issue, uh, they had to change the points. I didn't catch it. So, I was a little baffled when I saw the 49 car out there as the red, white, and blue champion, but, indeed, because of that, they win the red, white, and blue championship, Jesse
1: Van Roy and Craig Van Der Wettering, co-champions. Nice. Yeah, um, we talked about that a couple times the last few weeks with the tech stuff on the Superstock class, and... Unevitably, um, some of those things did not get overturned. So, yeah, they had a little shake up in the points. Mm-hmm. And um, for them to get that championship is good to see. I know Wenzel's still, I believe, leading Thursday night yes. overall. Um, I think it's good when you have, have separate champions for red, white, and blue and then an overall Thursday when you, you start to see the same car and same right. team winning both. Um, it's just kind of nice to see it kind of split up, you having a separate series and separate points for it. So, But, yeah, the water on the track, I mean, again, we all knew this as racers coming in today watching the radar, how much it rained. I think we all knew that was going to be a factor that, um, especially for the quarter-mile guys. Right, because you there's just not a lot of place for that water is, What are you going to gonna go? do if yeah. somebody gets down there you're going to put it on the track? They're not going to stop the races every single time and try to dry off the track for a half hour. It's just... Something you got to deal with coming into it and knowing that's going to happen. So, yeah, and maybe off. some wet driver suits after the race yeah. getting a little soaked. They they, uh, they played it so out bad. pretty well, I
0: thought. Uh, yeah. So, hats off to them and hats off to our 2017 red, white, and blue champions in the super stocks Craig Van Der Wettering, Jesse Van Roy. We caught up with them. Here's what they had to say The team of Craig Van Wettering and Jesse Van Roy coming home with the Super Stock 2017 Red Wine Blue State Champion. We're going to talk here to Craig first. Craig, you've won these things before in the figure eights so and now just tell me about teaming up with Jesse here.
7: Uh, I like it. Um, me and Jesse obviously I think this is our uh, what is it? Just third year in a row. Yes, third year in a row and then we team drove once back in 2011. Um, Jesse's got a lot of experience and we like she stated earlier in her interview, we share a lot of stuff back and forth, um, and you know maybe pointers or this or that. And I guess one thing Jesse knows she gets out of me is I don't leave nothing on the track. I give it my all every single time, um, and Jesse does too. And so I think that brings out the best in each other. We we kind of will challenge each other or pick each other up if if the other one's kind of struggling or whatever. We try to anyways do the best we can
0: now how do you guys choose who gets to drive what race is there any kind of a format like back it doesn't seem like it's always back and forth does it kind of depend on who's available or how does that work out
7: uh actually it's with jesse's kids because jesse has a lot more responsibilities with her her boys are older i only have one daughter uh jesse's boys are older and they're into football now and all that sort of thing so actually usually as jesse gets the first three weeks and then i get three weeks and then it's every two weeks but Jesse's schedule doesn't allow for that this year, so I think I'm in the car the rest of the year.
0: Just enough to confuse that silly announcer up top.
7: Thanks for pointing that
0: out, by the way. That's going to help out a lot. Jesse, I'm going to take it over to you now. Uh, Tell me, you know, tonight was the Stan, the man race. You end up taking the championship here as part of the Red, White, Blue. Just tell me, how does it feel to kind of seal off a big championship on a night like tonight?
8: Well, I wasn't wasn't the one driving. I uh, owe a little bit of that to Craig. It was his night in the car. The Stan race actually would have been last week. I would have been in the car. Um, I always try to drive for my dad's race. It's a phenomenal night. I like putting it on. Um, I try to do extra perks for the drivers in my division, and we always make sure that if it's last place, eighth place, everybody's going home with an extra perk envelope. It might be money, gift cards, a new tire from Race Tech. Um, I just like to put a little something extra into it because I know what my dad's passion was for racing.
0: And tonight we see our highest super stock count too, so it ended up working out.
8: It did, it did, and you know, the the fans. I'll say it again. I've said it all night. To have the patience to sit here, we have some of the best fans that sit up here, and they support everybody. They they sit through the weather. They sit through the rain. Um, we have good people in these stands, and even our sponsors. We can't do it without them. We can't. Um, and racing, it's 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 addicting. Once once you got it, you're. It's, it's in your blood, and it's really hard to leave it.
0: <laughs> I copy that. I can tell you exactly. I know exactly how you feel. Uh, just to get your name into the books now, you know, with the long history of your family, so you had here at Kakano, what does it mean for you to be a champion of the red, white, and blue?
8: Well, tonight was pretty special. Like I said, it happened on the stand, the man night. Um, in the past, I've had heartbreak. I have lost two championships by two points. Um, one was due to weather, so I always think shoulda, woulda, coulda. And one I lost flat out here back in 97. Um, so this was really awesome to come through and take a red, white, and blue championship. Um, we definitely have some celebrating to do tonight. And like I said, it couldn't have happened on a better night, the Stan the Man Gracie Allen—the night. It's It really it, it hits home in my heart. It really does.
0: Well, enjoy the celebration. You guys have certainly earned it. Craig Van Wettering, Jesse Van Roy, the co-champions in the 49 car of the Super Stocks in the 2017 Red, White, and Blue State Championship Series. So, again, congratulations going out to Craig Van Der Wettering and Jesse Van Roy as our... Now, we say co-champions with Rodewald and Bernhagen, but these two co-champions in the same car, they team drove that uh, because there is team driving in the Superstock. So, congratulations going out to them. Moving on to the sport trucks. And the sport trucks put on a heck of a race. And, by the way, you know, sometimes when it's not your day and you spin out or you wreck... You know, you want the yellow to try to get to the back or just to get the car off the track or the truck in this case. Um, A lot of the sport truck drivers kind of had a good mindset of, okay, we're trying to move the show along here. And they would get out of the way, get to the infield, make sure we could stay green. So hats off to them. I know Brett Van Horn kind of not his night. You know, Fickle got sideways in front of him. It was Tanner and Brett hit him and must have hit him just right and disabled the truck. Yeah, Brett
1: and we stayed green. Yeah, Brett was working his way through the field there. I think that was for second. Mm -hmm. He was underneath Fickle, and Fickle maybe got a little high off a two, came down, and hit Brett really hard in the right front, and you could see I think he probably broke a spindle. Those don't have suspension, so that's really all that's over there. Um, But, yeah, like you said, he didn't just stop on the track. He didn't just cause a scene, you know, and make a yellow come out so they can maybe try to come in and fix something. Um, He pulled to the infield, got off the track. I know the other fickle, the 47, Uh he broke a chain. He kind of got up. Off of the the little exit road, and then he was kind of just like stuck, kind of like almost <laughs> teetering there. This was this was, and then as the yeah. tracks green, you saw three safety workers go. Well, let's just run out there and just push him, just to get him out of the way a little bit. And luckily, they did because Fickle ended up coming up, at, coming back. He just broke a chain on the truck, mm. so they ended up fixing it and sending him back out there so he could finish the race. So yeah, and I
0: think one of the Sokolics did that too, just yep. pulling into the infield. So like, like I said, that's very much appreciated by uh, you know us as officials trying to keep the show moving in the fan appreciate that too. So, shout out to those drivers for uh being mindful of that and win number 5
1: of the season for Kyle Quella and he picks up the red white and blue championship by two points. He was flying. I watched uh, I watched this race and Mike Berg, 88 truck. Yep, Mike Berg. Mike yep. Berg, sorry. Birch. Yep. Um he was he had he the lead good. and he looked yeah. good. I mean, Brett Van Horn was coming and then he got wrecked. And then it looked like, you know, Berg was maybe going to be able to hold Kuala at bay. But, I mean, by the time Kuala got to second, I looked at the scoreboard. I think there was nine or ten laps left. And he had probably a 15-truck length lead. And you could see that Kyle was gaining all of his time just on entry and through the center of the corner. Like, when Kyle's driving that thing into the corner, he's still on the gas and turning the thing. And It's really crazy how much speed he's able to pick up, and then he was able to catch up. He made the move. The 88 gave him the bottom. Um, He was able to make that work, and once he cleared them, he just checked out and pulled away. He was gone.
0: Yeah, and that's, what, the second time this year that I can think of that he came from pretty deep in the pack. I mean, he was way back there at the start. He was behind Van Horn and Fisher and Vandermoss and all of those other trucks. Plutz was in front of him. I mean, this this one took some work. Yeah, speaking of... Did Go he ahead. win the
2: white race? Is Would that be the reason why he started all the way in the back? Or that might
0: have been. I, I I honestly wasn't paying that much attention, that but I know that he was He won back-to-back yeah. back there
1: at one point. That was probably it, but, so. I, I
0: mean, he started, like, second to last row. He was way back there.
1: Yeah, and speaking of VanderMoss, Kylie did a nice job tonight. She mm-hmm. uh, she got third place. little contact on the last lap. I talked to her after the race and just to see what happened, and she's like, she wanted it. She went for it. The door was open. I think it was a twenty seven truck. She it drove was, it yeah. in there, and you know they made a traded paint a little bit, but she uh, she was pretty aggressive and made the move. So um, hats off to her third place run tonight. Good to see.
0: You. And uh, Mike Burge finishing second, uh, and another hats off to Tanner Fickle, another top five. Good mm-hmm. for him too as well. Perfect. Well, we did indeed catch up with Kyle Quella, the Red White and Blue champion, and Andy. You're going to want to listen very closely to the end of this one because he had some words for you. Kyle Quella, our 2017 red, wine, and blue champion of the Wisconsin Sport Trucks. You do it
9: with a feature win tonight. Kyle, tell me about that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, I wanted to, I wish I could have raced the 36 and the 96 and race with them hard, but you know, we, we went out, we did our job, and everything, the cards fell our way. So that's makes it pretty impressive. I knew coming in, if we could have qualified and won the Heat, we would have got a you know, clean swept tonight. We would have got a piece of the pie anyways. Um, not being able to do that and only running the feature made me a little nervous. But, you know, like I said, the cards played our way, and it worked out. I don't want to dwell on it too much, but over the past couple of years, I feel like you just had so much bad luck, but this
0: year, things really seem to turn around. Uh, What's been the catalyst for that, and what helped get you
9: to the Red, White, and Blue Championship? You know, I think, you know, my dad and I, we've been calling it a structure reorganization, for lack of a better term, but he used to have it at his house, and we'd work on it there, and now we have it at at my house, and he comes over and helps me when he wants to, and um, I think that's kept things a little loose but then just things on the racetrack things that have gone the wrong way in the past you know seemed to, even just little things you know somebody breaking and you know like tonight you know with brett getting taken out i feel like i've been on the receiving end of that more times than not but um you know just kind of finally getting some good racing luck our way
0: and it's not just a red wine blue championship obviously now you kind of put yourself
9: in contention for the overall thursday championship are you looking toward that now just three weeks to go i mean Uh, our goal right away i mean i knew that we had a hill to climb and i knew we needed some help and now we got a little we got a little bit of help um now we just need to go out and do our job do our homework we were here on tuesday i don't know if it'll be the last tuesday that we're here either i mean you know you gotta at this time of the year you gotta go all in if you want it and you know that's what we're gonna do we're still you know we're we're trying different things every week because i mean again i i don't think i was the fastest truck tonight if if we all would have raced our race but you know we uh, were still able to take home the trophy but we still got to get get some more speed and hopefully you know string together you know some good three good weeks here
0: last question does andy monday pick on you too much on the podcast
9: you know not not a whole heck of a lot um how many features does he have this year do you know no comment i don't even need any hands to count that (laughs) Well, shots fired. Kyle Quella
0: is our 2017 Wisconsin Sport Truck Champion. Thanks, Matt. And your
1: rebuttal.
9: Um,
1: I'm going to let Kyle slide on this one. I Are mean, you? I could okay. go down the path of, didn't you try to run a super late model one time at Plover? Oh, How man. did that work out for mm-hmm. you? But no, I'm not going to go there. We'll just leave
0: that I alone. I feel like we're we're going into this dramatic like back and forth like these people on YouTube do where one person makes a video on this person and this person makes a video in response and then back and forth. Are are we going to get into that? Are we going to get into that here? No.
1: It's all in good fun. It's all in good fun. Kyle's a good guy. And uh, actually after the podcast last week, it went down it was Corey Kempkis' birthday and we were sitting there talking and BSing about stuff. So we like to give each other crap back and forth and, um, he's doing a heck of a job driving the wheels off that thing. So he deserves the win. You know? um, maybe I can follow in his footsteps someday and win myself. That would be really nice. Well, you had the chance tonight, but you had to pick the donut over beating Time Majeski. Oh, look at this. That's <laughs> the so only thing I got this paid for right here.
0: All right. Well, right uh, let's move along here to the Milltown Stilling Sizzling Fours and that visiting Brody Revest once again. Man. Did you get to watch any of this, Andy? The way that kid was weaving through traffic was just like reminding me of driving down the 405 yesterday. You know, in one lane, shoot through six. One guy's trying to block you in here. That guy's trying to block you in there, and you split the difference on him. I don't know how he got into the lead at the end there. The move was just incredible. You're going to have to watch Dan's video of that because he's – He's on the outside, then he swings down to the inside, but in front of another car. It was incredible. Great move. Dan, you saw it.
2: Yeah, I, I feel like he probably did like a, uh, a space slip or something <laughs> right. to slip in front of, uh, who was Was that? Um,
0: I believe it would have been Beatty, Beatty right? Ethan Beatty. The, and by the yeah. way, shout out to Beatty. He hit the soft wall at the start of the race.
2: And he led, like, 12 laps. He, he led, yeah. I
1: think he, the, he, the 35, yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah, There were pieces of styrofoam coming out of that car about five laps in. I noticed them bouncing down the front stretch. But, man, that takes some you know—some guts. He didn't even go to the pits, get anything checked out. He just came away, just weaved the tires a little bit, and he's like, yeah, we're good to go. Well,
2: yeah, it's it's- still kind of fast. And we'll get into it a little bit, I feel like, but uh, he even drove his sister's car. Yeah, I race. know, and I had
0: that wrong. I had his name, and then he told me after the race, he's like, hey, that was me, man. Like, sorry, you know. Sometimes we have the sheets, right? Sometimes we don't. Sometimes I just have to guess, and I, I was wrong. Okay.
1: Back to Brody though. What do we got to do to get him here on a weekly basis?
0: Uh, we actually, he and I talked about that a little bit, so let's uh, let's hear what he had to say, and then we'll come back with that thought. Brody Revest is the 2017 Red White and Blue State Champion for the Milltown STILLING GIRL Sizzling Fours, uh, Brody. We just kind of chatted about coming out here and racing at WIR. Been a lot of fun for you, and
3: it was very successful. Tell me about it. Yeah, it's it's been a blast out here. Um, it, this is a very fun track. I really love it out here. Really tight racing. Really, you know, there's a lot of competition out here. As far as like, there's a ton of cars. Really high car count. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's it's been a lot of fun this year. What do you do to get this 46 car so fast? Start with the right car. That's the main thing I have to tell all the guys that are starting out in the four-cylinder. Start with the right car. I picked the Honda. I went through all the the newspapers and everything, tried to figure out what had the most powerful engine. And I started with that one. And uh, it paid off. I mean, it's a really quick car out of the box. Don't got to do much to it to make it fast. And then I got all the handle really well. So it's it's pretty quick. Tell me about your win tonight in the blue race It was uh,
0: rather entertaining watching you try to work your way through the field.
3: Yeah, there was... uh, Started mid-pack, and uh, the guys were, the track was really wet, and guys were moving three and four five wide at times. It was pretty crazy. Uh, a couple of times I had to go through the grass because the guys were just pushing up the track. And it, was, it was a really tough uh, win tonight. It was a lot of fun, though.
0: All right, congratulations. Brody Reves, the 2017 Milltown Silly Sizzling Four Red, Wine, Blue Champion. All right, so that is our 2017 Sizzling Ford Champion, Brony Rivest. And Andy, well, what has he got to do to come race here on a weekly
1: basis? Maybe next year. Sounds like he's kind of kicking around building another car to come out here and run. And I'm just looking at uh, the MyLapse uh, transponder times, and he ran a 17.7, which other than Mike Klein, is like the only car within like three-tenths of him. So um, if he came out on a weekly basis, that mm-hmm. would be someone – To contend with each and every week for sure. Yeah.
0: And I was kind of alluding to it a little bit as well when I was uh, calling the race when I went to Plymouth for the Dirt Kings race a couple of weeks ago. uh, They have, you know, all their feature winners and things like that up on the board and everything. Sport 4 compact is Brody Revest, Brody Revest, Brody Revest. <laughs> so uh, apparently, that's not just here that that
1: happens. sick car pretty fast all the way
2: around.
0: Fast. So,
1: Shout out to Scott Wolf. I see he got a yeah. top five tonight. Good so run for him. See. Good for him. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Good run for him.
0: Uh, moving along now, let's uh, keep it on the quarter mile. We had the quarter mile late models. Travis Willing picks up the win. Unfortunately, we didn't get to catch up again with Travis. We talked him down on the track. Uh, I didn't take a look at the final points in this one, but they did have red, white, and blue points. Pete Birkin was leading by two. I don't think he was leading over Willing, so I think if you go and you check, and we don't have the points in front of us yet, I think Pete Birkin was actually the red, white, and blue
1: champion. I think, actually, it was Corey Kempkus. Was it? Um, I talked to Corey. Well, just Birkin w- was second, though. Yeah, we were out on the quarter mile before the feature lined up watching the late model race, and I walked up by Corey because he was starting on the pole, and I asked him, you know, The race went and stuff, and you know, he had mentioned that he had thought that their team won that championship. So, Hmm. we'll have to check. Well, what was
0: weird is because he and Greg Wickman both had 10 points and they were in second, but that's the same car, so team driving, yeah. my head was still hurting from trying to figure out the whole super stock thing, so I just kind of <laughs> let it be. But uh, congratulations to Travis William Knight. That was a good race. Uh, we also Was Duco in the 21 car? Somebody told me he was there, in yep. there. It was supposed to be Steve Smith's. I guess that didn't work out tonight, but it was Duco in the car.
1: Yep, it was Duco. I saw him in the pits. He was, uh, he was here during the rain delay and getting the car ready, all over buying tires, doing that stuff. So good to see Jim Duco get back behind the wheel because I think the last time he raced was... The Tundra race, the Tundra race for the yeah. season opener, out on a half mile yep. in that so,
0: car. So, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to recruit him to come back to some more Tundra races. Sound like he might come see us at like Golden Sands on Labor Day. But uh, again, congratulations going out to Travis Willing. The quarter mile late models are back uh, one finale, more time for the finale. Yeah. So, come on out, you guys can check those out. Um, and then finally, this was a fun interview, by the way. I got to talk to this guy. Our 2017. Red, white, and blue champion of the figure eights, which was another weird deal with their points. Basically it looked like and I don't know if this was correct or not, it looked like they were all tied coming into tonight. So basically that means hey, whoever wins the race is the champion, winner of the race. Wow. Willie Willie. Wow, Willie Van Camp. Let's hear what he had to say. Willie Van Camp, by virtue of his win in the blue race, picks up the red, white, and blue championship. Willie, we were talking a little bit about this. You know, when you look back at the history books, there's a lot of figure-eight champions in the red, white, and blue. So what does it mean for you to pick one up?
10: Yeah, it's pretty good because it's a lot, a lot of work, a lot of dedication. This would be my second one. I, I won one in 2009, finally put one together. I've been close runner-up quite a few times. But, you know, be with, um, I do believe Stan, Danny Gracie Allen, he's probably my idol of watching him he straightens my cars up and I mean I learned from Danny to watch the X because that guy's going through it so <laughs> the key to a good race is to make sure you know where Danny is and Craig Vaynerwettering is his nephew and he kind of drives the same way finesse is about watching where you are I'm not an aggressive driver most of my dents on my car come from everybody else because I just look for my opportunities, like when we um, Krieger painted my car, the number 12 car, when he won his two races, I ended up finishing second behind him, and I gave him plenty of room. No race is worth enemies, so to to run people clean, I can run around anywhere and people know I'm going to run them clean.
0: I feel like tonight was kind of a crazy night out there because right away everybody started going splashing through the grass.
10: Through the water.
0: What did that? What was it like out there with that?
10: It was slippery, but that's where my dirt dirt, dirt experience when I first got into a race car was Kevin Schu got me into a dirt car, and I ra- my first racetrack was Luxembourg, and on the quarter mile dirt, and then we won the first figure eight they ever had at Oshkosh on dirt. So dirt is how I drive a car when I ran 10 years with my late model here. Like Eddie Munster makes it look like it's easy to transfer from dirt to a asphalt track, but um it ain't it ain't so easy in a late model when you try dirt tracking a car and you got somebody right next to you with an expensive car and <laughs> demolish both of us. So I, I learned it all on the dirt. It, you know, being a dairy farmer I always got in the tractor and wondered how how what a plough felt like and sometimes with a race car you're going to get a plow or let, a push
0: let me ask you how, how do you do you set this thing up you know everybody gets a setup for the left turns but you guys got to go left and right what's is there a strategy there you just kind of try to keep it even balanced what do you do even
10: evenly balanced and the uh, hard thing to say about it is this car is I, both my cars are set up for slinger slinger is a high bank There's um, 1200 pound springs in this car. So this car If a lot of people see me I push into the corners So I got to make sure I'm on the bottom and I finesse the gas and stay underneath it because if this was set up for just here I would look like Dylan Winslow where (laughs) he's phenomenal this year on the racetrack And my car is set up for I don't change nothing on my car. No stagger I keep the car equal when I race slinger. We got five wins at slinger right now. We're Um, Tied for the point lead at Slinger, so it's been a good year Like I said the pretty flame job that Krieger did on the car the car looks pretty we left pink on it uh, Kempkis gave us the. I know um, I have no windshield and I know the fairing in the back don't help nothing, but we left it pink for his grandparents grandpa that passed away I I told him I'd leave Kempkis name's right on it so But I got a lot of friends that uh, all the ten years. I raced a half mile. I have no enemies. I'm i am no race is worth twisting somebody out to make enemies.
0: Well, you get the championship with the blue race win. Congratulations, Willie Van you. Camp, our 2017 figure eight champion of the Red White Blue State Championship Series. Well, there he is, while Willie Van Camp, picking up his second red, white, and blue championship. We were talking about this a little bit last week, you know, and one guy we forgot to mention who would probably have a lot of figure eight championships, Danny Gracie only, You know, Willie no, mentioned just him. A given. Yeah, so... Congratulations to Willie on
1: another red, white, and blue championship and the win here today in the blue race. And I don't know if you saw this or not, but since we were talking about Hall of Fame earlier, Willie was actually one of the nominees at Slinger for yeah, their Hall I of Fame. Yeah, did see that they're doing a little Facebook see. like vote thing, and yeah, Brad Miller's th- on there and Lil Lowell Bennett. And on and I saw Willie Van Camp was on there, so yeah, he's uh, definitely got a lot of laps at Slinger and at Kakana and yeah. a Figure Eight, um, so. Congratulations to him Picking up the win And the championship
0: And that was kind of funny In his interview He mentioned too He says you know This thing's set up For Slinger If I had this thing Set up just for here I'd be like Dylan Wenzel (laughs) I like that I like the confidence There Willie That was really good So coming up Next week We can kind of Shake off the red, white, and blue hangover, if you will. You know, throughout the year, we have to kind of talk about the double points battles. And now that we know what is set for the blue race and we can go into the final stretch run. Andy, let me ask you, you know, as the point leader on Thursday nights, is it kind of nice to put the red, white, and blue in the rearview mirror here for the next three weeks and just focus on the Thursday night championship? Um.
1: Yes and no. Um, does
0: it does it even play a factor in your head?
1: It does a little bit because you know there's going to be some extra cars here. You know it's going to be a four tire show. It's going to be a tough race. Um, the the race is a little bit longer, so you try to do some extra maintenance during the work week to just to make sure you prepare. Um, but yeah, now that that's wrapped up, we got three Thursday nights left here. Um, they're all going to be kind of back to our two tire regular show, regular format, thirty five lap features. So um, yeah, it's it's still the name of the game is. Making sure your car's prepared, doing your homework at home, um, and coming out here and just making sure you don't have any mechanical breakdowns and try to avoid the wrecks. Move to the front.
0: Yeah, and you know you're still in a heck of a points battle with Lowell and Max. Kind of well, unfortunately for Max, he fell out. I'm gonna stop picking guys just because they seem to have bad luck. You know, Fredrickson with his deal, the Dixieland. Andrew Morrissey, oh, no, no, no. At the yeah, Prunty at the Nationals, and then I pick Morrissey, and he dropped out, and then Max, jeez, uh, I'm just jinxing guys, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll just start picking someone I know that's not going to show up to a race, so nothing bad happens to anybody, <laughs> you know. Maybe I'll pick like Kyle Busch or something like that when I know he's not going to be going to some race, you know.
1: And I see him come pick up his lead. That no, still we still have the Kyle Busch lead here. here, so there is a nice Kyle Busch paperweight that is up yeah. in the media tower for. Or it's uh, the rest of its. I think we should bring life. that to a pawn shop or something like that. <laughs> bring it to Pawnsylvania. We'll see who, who picks that up. Well,
0: what's what's the name of the guy at the the pawn show? Pawn Stars, right? Pawn Stars. Yep. yep. Oh, Rick Harrison. I'm Rick Harrison, and this is my pawn shop, right?
1: Yep. Yeah. That, I think that's right. What's the kid's name? He's kind of a dopey dude. Oh, um, Lee? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Lee, He
1: makes the show. He,
2: yeah. Didn't he just lose like 150 pounds or something like that? He lost a ton of.
0: Yeah.
6: It. He doesn't look. What, like
0: <laughs> I've been told that uh, if you go to that pawn shop, those guys are nowhere near it, and anytime ever, they they're there to shoot the show, and then all of the people that work in there, people you wouldn't even recognize. Hmm. I was told that last time somebody went out to Vegas, they're like, "Yeah, we went to that pawn shop, and there's nobody there." You know, they just... well, I'm
1: sure you know they get to be kind of the celebrities. That oh yeah, people like, want to come in and talk to them and get their autographs, so it kind of gets to be a little too. It's, too it's a little. It's a little little too much. Just got to separate themselves from the rest of the people. They do know their stuff, though, and it's fun to watch because they do call people out when they, they get BS. They bring mm-hmm. the people in. Like, I remember watching one of the shows, and somebody had an autographed Super Bowl one football from the entire Packers team. Well, they brought in their expert guy, and he's looking at the football. And I believe one of the names he saw in the football autographed was Max McGee. And right away he called BS. He's like, Max McGee wasn't on the team until Super Bowl two. Uh-oh. However, he gave you this, this is, this is bunk. This is BS. So here's a guy who wants like 50 grand for this football. It's like, yeah, I'll give you 10 bucks. Yeah, I'll give you 25 bucks. Yeah. This is an authentic, this is crap. You see, I was afraid. <laughs> and then gonna... they just put their tail between their legs I was afraid you card. were going
0: to say, like, there was a Brett Favre autograph on there from <laughs> Super Bowl one. Then it'd be like, no, 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 definitely not. De- anybody can see that one coming. But, you know, Max, that's a good catch. You know, that's, that's a little tough to tell. But... Yeah, so they
1: know their stuff, and if they don't, they find people that do. Yeah, for sure.
0: Where are we going with this? Oh, come by the Kyle Busch
1: lead before yeah, we bring it, it to the pawn shop. But, uh,
0: Andy, let's let's roll into, you know, typically we do the tech tip, but I kind of liked your idea this week. You want to give something that, you know, when we talk about tech tips, you know, bump steer. How's a 4 cylinder guy ever going to worry about bump steer? He's not, right? But there is a tip or tips that you're going to give us here, something that any racer can use because everybody wants sponsorship, and a good way to do that now is by... Going through social media, having a strong social media presence, and Andy, I know you do a good job. We preach this a lot on Circle Track too. There's actually several articles that we've written about social media and things that you should and should not do. But uh, let's let's hear it from the racer. Tell me, Andy, what are some of the most important things that you do when it comes to social media?
1: Yeah, I think the the main thing, and this is more of a obviously off the track tip we're going with for tech tips this week. But I think it's important just to. Uh, stay positive, promote the program. You know, I know, you know, we, we saw tonight after the races, something didn't go someone's their way and right away they're on Facebook and they're blasting the club, the officials, whatever it might be. Um, nobody wants to see that stuff. And it just, it doesn't leave a good light that we're out here having fun. Um, you want other people, fans, sponsors to be part of that fun. Um, and a good way of doing it. Like we talked about is through social media. Um, a few, tips I've kind of learned using myself. Um, and also just some quick research. I did a quick Google search. You can learn any of this stuff, but I think there's a, there's a time and a place to post certain materials and there's a way to do it. Um, for instance, I think the highest traffic times to post something, um, where it's actually going to get viewed, liked, shared, whatever you want to call it, commented on, um, is between five and eight o'clock at night. So people aren't at work They're home from work. They're maybe checking some things out. So if you want to put a post out there and you want to promote the upcoming race or, you know, Darboy Corner Store is one of my sponsors. If I want to share something that, you know, Patty's got family day coming up this Sunday that we're going to have the race car and stuff at, that's the time to do it. I see a lot of posts where people are out there doing this stuff, but if you share it at 1030 on a Wednesday, you're at work, you're at work, I'm at work. It's, it's not going to get as many traffic, as many views. And in that same vein, um, with a post, there's there's um, statistics out there that if you put a picture with the actual post, that whatever you're trying to promote, mm-hmm. you're going to get more interaction with that as well. So, you know, come on out to the races here on Thursday night. The sun's shining, the rain's done, get out here and race. And like tonight when I threw a picture up, there was that little double rainbow Going over the tower. Yeah, very nice. So I just threw a picture and just put it in with it. And that, you know, is that a big deal? No, but it's more of just like an eye grabber and attention grabber. And that's what you want. And that's what your your sponsors, your fans, you like to see that kind of stuff versus just kind of your one line post that maybe they just scroll right past. So
0: I'll give you a couple slick little tips uh, from what we've learned with Circle Track for Facebook. Uh, Circle Track will prioritize videos. And I think it's pretty easy for you to tell that because if you look. Open up your phone once. Go to your Facebook app. What are the first five things you see? Someone shared this video. Someone posted that video. Someone's live. If you can go live or you can do a video, do that. Picture is good as well. Facebook will prioritize that uh, versus just your posts. And obviously, you want that interaction too. Interaction is something that helps out a lot. So if you're a page that just posts something and nobody likes it, nobody comments on it, nobody shares it, it's not going as far as someone that says, "Hey, you know, comment, say in the comment sections if you're going to the blue race." So suddenly, Andy, you you post that and now, you know, 20 people comment, "Hey, I'm coming." Well, now Facebook looks at that in their algorithms and they say, "Hey, look, anytime this guy posts something, people interact with it. You're going to go to the top of news feeds, doing that kind of thing." So try to do something a little interactive. Don't just put something out there like, "Hey." I'm going to the racetrack, blah 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 blah. You know, ask some questions, engage with people a little bit.
1: And I think that's a big part of it is just involving people in our sport. You know, they want to know the ins and outs, what goes on during the week, what 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 do you guys do in the shop? You know, when are you coming out here? You know, and that you're enjoying it. Stay positive mm-hmm. about it. Um, Natalie Decker, obviously, we see her posts and stuff that she has on social media. Yeah, wildly she, popular on Facebook. She does a great job. Yeah. And this week she took some time out just to do a Q and A. Hey, comment. You know below this picture in a post any questions right. you have and she replied to each and every one of them and they could have been you know are you going back to school when do you plan on racing with danica and nascar when are you coming back to wir just any uh, random question, and you just get so many people engaged, and they see she's positive about it. She's excited about upcoming races. Yeah. And, you know, she's had her struggles with their Fury car they've been working on, but you don't see any of that stuff online. It's all about yeah. this is what we're excited about. This is what's happening, and really keeping it positive is going to keep more people engaged because nobody wants to see kind of the pissing and moaning right things didn't go your way and i'm guilty of it myself i have those nights we've all been there you're just better off to just not share not post if you have it and just give it a day to just settle out give an update later so
0: well andy i think all great stuff there a lot of things for guys to kind of base yourself i'm gonna i'm gonna add two more things really quickly number one consistency if you're going to post no don't post a lot A lot is not good. Facebook will get mad at you if you post a lot and nobody interacts with it. But consistency is good. If you pick kind of not necessarily a time but a time frame and you post every day, every other day, Facebook is going to notice that. They're going to like that too. Um, Another thing that I think is a little bit sneaky, and I've been trying this with Circle Track, and I've been watching it a little bit, I will schedule posts. If you're a page, you can schedule a post. Interesting. Um, And I like to schedule one usually right around like 545 or 645 in the morning because what do you do? You get up, you get your morning coffee, get up on Facebook, take a look. You know, you post an interesting article or something like that or you post an update from the night before. You're going to catch people's eyes at that time Mm -hmm. too. So uh, just a couple little things that I've noticed. And I'll, I'll tell you, this is a this is a daily struggle for me trying to figure out Facebook, and of course, there's still Twitter and Instagram and all that other stuff too. So Snapchat, yeah, Snapchat, Snapchat's easy, man. I, I'm I'm guessing I don't do Snapchat. <laughs> Instagram, I love Instagram, by the way. So positive, you post a picture. Here's this. You never see the fighting or anything like that on on Instagram. Instagram Drama-free zone. It's beautiful. Yeah, my my Instagram is fun because it's all race cars and hockey stuff.
1: So and some I other, think that's the fun yeah. part about Twitter too. Is on Facebook, you're friends with somebody. If you're friends with them, they're friends with you. You see each other's stuff mm-hmm. constantly. On Twitter, you pick and choose who you follow and right. what you follow. So if you want to follow Donald Trump, you follow Donald Trump and you see all his nonsense. It's photos. the greatest,
0: most fantastic what Twitter account don't? in all of human history. If
1: you want to see stuff about football, about Miami Dolphins signing Jay Cutler, if you want to. I'll did start. I mention that? Um, yeah. You, you know what? Race cars. <laughs> You know, you can just pick and choose what you want to see. You don't have to see the rest Someone of the Someone
0: texted me on Sunday, and they said, What was your first thought when you saw that Jay Cutler was signed by the Dolphins? And I said, My thought was this was the first of many Sundays that he's going to ruin for me.
1: By so, the way, for our listeners, Matt is a diehard Miami Dolphins fan. Since I was five. So this is uh it's a nerve. Yeah, Marino This isn't was, Dan Marino.
0: This was uh, I was a fan when Marino was core, quarterback. I could name off like all of his backups like Brock Hewart and Damon Hewart. Well he
1: was tossing the ball to Mark Clayton and Mark Clayton,
0: Duper, yeah. OJ McDuffie. I don't know if McDuffie <laughs> was in there with the uh with
1: the Marino days, but Anyway. And I know you got a lot of uh, memes shared on your page Oh, my gosh, man. Are you kidding me? This is one I didn't send to you, but I thought this was pretty funny. You might as well have. This is from Twitter. I just got buried. This is a post from a a beat writer that said, Jay Cutler passed his physical and is officially a dolphin. And then someone retweeted it and said, you know, if football didn't exist, this would be a way cooler tweet. Jade Cutler passed his physical Mm. and is officially a dolphin. There we go. Just think about that.
0: There was an episode of South Park where he becomes a Dolphin. <laughs> right.
1: You remember that? Yeah.
0: Oh, my goodness. But, yeah. So, good luck
1: with that this year.
0: You know, it is what it is, right? Like, Tanya started crossing to be the off. guy. He got
1: hurt. I just started crossing off on my uh, fantasy football preview checklist. Like, okay, I'm not taking Devonte Parker. Well, okay, JJ. might not be bad Jarvis Landry's out of the yeah.
0: mix. I don't know. I'm... I'm cautiously optimistic because Jay Cutler did have one halfway decent season with Adam GaSe a few years ago, so that did happen. We'll see. What like just and you know what? If he sucks, at least the Oilers are good. I can watch hockey. <laughs> That's what. what? I mean. At least the Oilers are good now. I'm gonna watch hockey.
1: I think. Thank the, God the, for the Connor best McDavid. dig I had on you this week is if he gets to pick his number, I'm sure he will. The pick six. He will pick six. I did
0: like the uh, <laughs> all of the jerseys. Of, of the former
1: Dolphin quarterbacks. Not quite to the Browns level. Yeah.
0: And I, I'm not joking. If someone can find me a Sage Rosenfels jersey, <laughs> please show me where that is because I will purchase it.
1: I have, so we'll wrap this up. I know this is getting a little long, but if everybody turned it off by now jerseys, already. You're done.
0: Never, anybody that wanted to be
2: done turned it off by now. I if have, you're still listening, comment.
1: T- yeah, take this off. Comment but like. Speaking subscribe. of funny football jerseys, so here's a really quick story. Um A gal I work with was going out to Cleveland, which is where our headquarters is for Progressive. She was going out there for corporate training. And I said, hey, if you stop by the Pro Football Hall of Fame, just do me a favor. Pick me up a Jim Brown jersey, and I'll pay you back for it because I always wanted Mm -hmm. to have a Jim Brown jersey. So she goes to training. She comes back, and she's all excited. She's like, hey, I found that jersey you wanted. This is the one you wanted, right? uh Uh-oh. Jeff Garcia. So I officially own a Browns Jeff Garcia jersey. Because someone mistaked Jeff Garcia for Jim Brown. I, I'm gonna be honest with you.
0: Probably the best Browns quarterback since they came back to Cleveland.
1: It's it's up there. Would you say
0: I, I, he almost got into the playoffs? Right, Hoyer. Ho, Hoyer. Derek Anderson. Yeah.
1: no. Derek Anderson. Derek Anderson was okay, did. but
0: I'm gonna say Garcia was probably the best because he he did pretty good. Not too bad.
1: Yeah. Who who do they got this year now? Uh, not Manziel. No, they got Osweiler. Oh, that's right. Oh, and a crash man. and burn. Man, you know, it could be so much worse than Jay Cutler, right? There's a bra- There's a Billy Joel remake of uh, We Didn't Start the Fire of the Browns Era Dumpster Fire. The Dumpster Fire? So I'll share that on Facebook. Um, we'll get that going again. <laughs> I-, I want you to check out. Are you a YouTube guy? Do you watch any yeah. YouTube? Okay. So part of the name I didn't... When I can p- steal it away from my six-year-old daughter. Okay, part of the name I didn't pick
0: the name, it. but... I- I want you guys all to check this out. There is somebody called Urinating Tree is his name. Um, But he has all of these videos like uh, that just basically, you know, he'll look at like the Phoenix Coyotes and their legacy of like these are called quote unquote like legacy of failures. The Vikings are on there. Uh, He's done one on the Browns. He's done them on hockey teams based basket they're hilarious watch them they are hilarious they it's like this fake documentary style where it's like well at least you did this oh but wait it didn't work <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 really good so check it out his, his name is urinating tree on youtube it's uh it's funny oh and by the way since this is a racing podcast
1: oh he, it is? When did that he
0: start? did one on nascar changing the point system I laugh so hard. (laughs) I laugh so hard. So if you want to tie this all back into racing, look at that one. It's called Yeah, NASCAR, the lol cow, L O L cow of professional sports. Something like that. It's he gets into the point system and it is just (laughs) hilarious. Classic. It's good stuff. So we are back next week, the first of the three week stretch run to the end
1: of the twenty seventeen season. Are you going to be here
0: Tuesday? Big
2: races
1: to are, drive the PT. Are, are we going to do this? I'll be in Chicago for work, but I'll be coming back Tuesday night. All right. Well, let's so, coordinate this and make sure that we do this at the same time. I see the PT finished thirteenth. I think tonight. Okay. On well, the hopefully laps, it's okay. So yeah. the, the offer still stands. We gotta. Yeah, come we've been getting that. a
0: little pressure. I mean, uh, this week I was gone, so it, it couldn't happen because I had to go out to to California for work. But yeah, I mean, if, if you're in, I'm in, or We'll figure out when we can. All right, this. let's coordinate it. Uh, we'll, we'll get this done. But big wheel races next week. Uh, two weeks until the sport mods are coming into town with the Rich Summers Memorial and then Valley Liquor Fan Appreciation Night to round out the year. Beer and corn. Nope. Great and then time. the Eve. Well, I mean. We've got to do an Eve of Destruction the, 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 podcast. Yeah, I'll go oh, to oh, live remote. Definitely. But we, I mean, the Thursday night stuff is what we're rounding up. But yeah. We, we'll, we'll do a live podcast. We're going we're gonna to figure out something.
1: Well, you're I know you're broadcasting, but yeah. before the Eve. Okay. A tailgate one.
0: That would be fun. That'd be yeah. a lot of fun. And then uh Dan and I were kind of talking during one of the cautions here tonight. I was just it was more of a one way conversation because I have this microphone thing where I can just oh, yell that and that, talk that all works? the time and then Dan's like, Hey uh, I can't I can barely hear you. Sorry, Dan. I'm not saying you, try, I'm not saying you mumble, I'm just saying I couldn't hear Well
2: yeah, plus we're shouting across like a fifty foot gap.
0: Right. But we were talking about like what we might do with podcasts in the winter time maybe one a month something like sure. that but we can figure it out talk about what we got for christmas
1: could do that. Could tie it in with the monthly off-season meetings, yeah, and PRI and things like that too. Like to you know, out I'll out. be
0: down in PRI. I think you usually come down and check it out too. Yep. So maybe we can talk about what we find down I there. I don't
1: do a lot of checking out at the actual show, but there's a few bars down there. There's Cadillac <laughs> Ranch. There's Hell at the Moon. Hey, I might have frequented one or two. I, I'm going. I'm going to tell you, it's st- a good time. Steak and Shake at three thirty is a good time.
0: <laughs> steak and Shake at three. You'd be surprised. No matter how cold it is, when you see a steak and shake, how much you want ice cream. I found that out about
1: myself this year. It was 10 degrees. And it's, a, it's a good thing Uber yeah. exists. It yeah, makes all of these things walk. very you easy.
0: You can walk. We walked. We walked around. <laughs> all right. Well, Fox River Racing Club on Facebook is a good place to find out more about what's happening here. FRCRacing.net is the website. Andy, coming back next week. With a championship on your mind. Good luck, my friend, and good Thank luck you. to all the racers out there. I mean, this is uh, this is what we've worked for all season long, just to kind of watch the championship battles, and they're good. So hopefully you folks can join us out here with just a few Thursdays remaining. Hey, I don't care about preseason football. I know you guys don't either. That's why the XFL failed, and that's why nobody watches Canadian
1: football. I thought so, the XF failed, XFL failed because Trump was part of that. Uh, they did a lot of weird things. Okay, they maybe lo- Trump was part of the they did a lot of weird No, things. I think Trump was part of the other football league, the USFL. Yeah, that's that, what it that's was. I am sorry, it was. not yeah. the XFL. and
0: that one failed because basically, Well everybody signed up to go back to work for the NFL, basically, so, yeah. yeah, that was that was all that was. But they had like Warren Moon and Jim Kelly and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it was, or, it was good there for a little while. while. A little then, while, yeah. Then the strikes stopped. So, all right, well, thank you all for joining us. We appreciate it, and we will catch you next time. Stay out of trouble.